the world needs accountants and you'll be accountants but you've got to pass the junior course don't fret about it we've been here before we'll tell you all about it on accountant for Welcome to Accounted For, your weekly junior core podcast that accounts for your experiences in real time. We provide you with the student-to-student insider scoop, survival tips, suggestions, and stories all relevant to what you are experiencing each week. I'm your host, Hannah Biesinger from the junior core class of 2020. Today's discussion is on burnout. If I am being honest with you, I still don't have all the answers on how to avoid or how to fix burnout, but I do hope today's episode will spark ideas that can help you to mitigate its effect on your life. When you are giving 100% every day for so long, you can start to experience this phenomenon. It's very real and can be pretty detrimental. So please listen closely. I want to turn as much of the time as we can over to our three guests, Henry Lindemann, Will Gibson, and Carson Stroyan. These three were junior course students within the last couple of years and have so many great tips for you. Henry, what advice would you give to the current junior core class to help them avoid burnout? So I know that those of you listening to this will have just finished up your second exams, your Kind of in the home stretch, but it probably still feels like it's pretty far away till the end of the semester. I remember that feeling and I, I empathize with you for that because it's it's not always fun to feel like you still have a, a long ways to go, but you've put in so much work. I would say as I think back to my experience, the number one thing that helped me to avoid burning out was to take Sundays off of all schoolwork. All schoolwork, schoolwork, all studying, all homework, all of it. And that's even for midterms. That's even for finals as well. I felt that as I did that, I not only had a day to look forward to every week where I could rejuvenate myself, my mind, my thoughts, focus on the Savior, spend time with my family and those that I love, but it allowed me to, to reset and prepare for the coming week. And so I would encourage any of you to do that if you aren't doing that already with your normal classes, the things that you're doing. It was probably the best choice I made throughout the junior core, and it's something that I'll continue as I continue my my schooling experience. And it might be hard at first if you're used to using Sunday as a day to do homework, but just plan that in your schedule. We, we sing in primary growing up that Saturday is a special day to prepare for Sunday, right? So use Saturday, prepare for Sunday, and take that day off. Other than that, a couple other things, get adequate sleep. I know it might be tempting to stay up pretty late every night, but go to bed at a, at a decent hour, wake up at a decent hour, get the sleep that you need. Another thing, build friendships within your group. Um, the more friends that you have in the core, the more that you like those that you're around, the easier it will be to do the work. And then another thing is know when you get to the point of diminishing returns when you're studying. Sometimes you'll hit a point in your studying for an exam where two or three hours might only make a difference of two or three points, and you need to decide if that's worth it to you or not. And for me, because I'm lazy, it wasn't always worth it. And then lastly, and this one's half joking, but also true, set up your phone number for rewards at Swig or So Delicious. You'll need some caffeine to get you through, and you might as well get some free sodas out of it. How did you avoid burnout during the junior core, Will? One lesson that I tried to live by um, that's multi-factored so it's live one day at a time but one to two days in advance 
So what I mean by that is um, I, I tried really hard to, in the times of the thick of it, um, to not go too high level and think, wow, you know, I just finished the second exam of the junior core. I still have, you know, a semester and a half <laughs> to, to go of this. Um, it, it can be uh, kind of disheartening to realize that there's still a ways to go, even in, just until the end of that semester and then a whole nother semester after that. Um, so I tried to live one day at a time, right? I, I didn't think about finals. I didn't think about the second semester junior core. I didn't think about the Mac. <laughs> I didn't think about my summer internship. Um, some people may call that poor planning. I call it uh, a way of living, a uh, way of surviving, um, just living one day at a time. But what I think most helped to reduce stress um, within that one day at a time was in terms of my preparation, in terms of my workload, I was always one to two days in advance. So that day, the assignments that I was completing, the readings that I was doing and the quizzes that I was uh, completing were always for were always weren't due for another 24 to 48 hours. And the reason that I recommend that is because, I think there can be a natural amount of stress that comes just from feeling like you are at water level, like you're barely breathing, right? Like you're doing the assignments that are due that day, like that day at midnight. And you're like, oh my gosh, like every single day I wake up and I just survive barely on top of the water. And so after every test, I would take a day or two and just get put on extremely productive mode, get maybe two days in advance, and then just keep that. Because the feeling of a buffer, the feeling that like, if one day I'm just not feeling it, like I can take a nap, like I can go to bed early or something and not do something for one day because I have a one to two day buffer. Um, and so I think the combination of living one day at a time so that it doesn't seem like it's never ending, but then being one to two days in advance so that you feel like your head is always above the water. Um, so you never feel like you're taking on too much and you never feel like you're breathing through a straw. Carson, what do you think? Most people leave a job because of something called hygiene factors, um, which is the hiring process, how they manage uh, keeping track of how much time they're working, time off, you know, the simple things, basically, the things that everybody does. And it's called a hygiene factor because... Everybody has to brush their teeth. Everybody sleeps. Everybody showers, right? Um, hopefully you shower. Um, but those hygiene factors often are make it or break it. And during the junior core, what happens is, is people lose control of some of the hygiene factors in their life. So for me, the first one was sleep. Like I used to be sleeping six to seven hours a night, but during the junior core, I was sleeping like four to six sometimes. And, and it really... I felt like it was normal, but it was really messing with my head. Um, a lot will stop eating well, stop exercising, etc. If you can't manage those things, you're going to watch burnout happen a lot quicker because your brain is just not going to be able to deal with the stress level. We're not always dealt um, a good situation with our teams, and I think I was quite lucky in my teams um, to, to have a good group, but um, my mission president taught me an analogy um, of golf. I, I was a college golfer before I came here and it's called play it where it lies. So the rules of golf are when you hit a golf ball, you cannot adjust it a little bit to put it in the ideal location, right? You have to play it exactly where it sits on the grass or in the sand or wherever it might be. And I think that's really true when it comes with your group. 
uh, I often see like group envy where one group that wasn't vibing super well would look at another and they would say, man, I wish that we were that cool or that we had that much fun or we were that smart, et cetera. Um, and you just have to cut that out. Um, your group is going to be one of the greatest motivators that you have to avoid burnout during the junior core. So become the group that you envy. When it comes to time, anyone in the junior core will realize that time is um, now a, a concept that they used to have control of. You do not have control of time when you're in the junior core. Um, so I, these are just little like rapid fire things um, of avoiding burnout. Um, so I use this thing called a Pomodoro study timer. Um, it's called Pomodoro because that's the Italian word for tomato. And the guy who invented the study technique used a tomato timer to do it. But essentially what it is, is you are taking a timer and setting it for 25 minutes and you study all out during that 25. And then when it dings, you give yourself a five minute break and you go get a drink of water, walk around, and then you come back, right? Uh, it's because our brain does well with beginnings and endings. We tend to remember things at the beginning and at the end. And the more beginning and ends you can have, the more you tend to remember. Um, so a lot of a lot of you will get study burnt out because you'll sit there for three or four hours and you look like the hunchback of Notre Dame at the end and your eyes are burned out, right? Um, and that's that's okay because you have to study a lot. But Pomodoro t timer helped me a lot. Also, I just say like little mini milestones help a lot. So like I, I think it's, it's kind of goofy, but like my girlfriend right now is helping me um, with, with some of my goals by incentivizing me like, I, I want a pair of Birkenstocks. <laughs> and and so, like, if I get two weeks of studying in in the way that I want them to, then I get X reward, right? And whatever it is that motivates you, like, if it's a little treat, like a Chick-fil-A milkshake, whatever it is, like, if if you do this good for this short period of time, then reward yourself. Those little motivations help a lot. Instead of thinking, if I study today, I'm going to finish the junior core in three months. Those don't always really connect super well. Um, so anyway, manage manage your time um, and and don't think about you know the the long term too much. And then I think probably the greatest thing that I would say when it comes to avoiding burnout would uh, be developing a vision. So some of you may be familiar with the uh, the story of 127 hours, um, which actually happened here in southern Utah. Um, it's a, it's a R-rated movie. I haven't seen the movie, but um, the the story is super good. So this this guy Aaron Ralston, he went off um, hiking down in in southern Utah, and he got himself pinned in between a rock, in in like the middle of a slot canyon that nobody was in, um, and so he was stuck. It was, it's called 127 hours because he was there alone, stuck for 127 hours. And there's tons of details about the story that you can look up, but essentially. It, it came to the point where he knew the only way that he was going to be able to get out is removing some part of his right arm that was pinned. And so he's he's sitting there thinking, how am I going to do this? Do I have to break my bone? Do I have to like cut off my own arm? Right. And he's, he's going through this whole process. And this this vision came to him and he's in, you know, he's in kind of like a hallucinatory state because he doesn't have much food or water. Um, but he says that this like vision came to him of him holding a three-year-old boy that had blonde hair and it was it was him and he didn't have a right hand in 
in that vision. And so after that, after that, he realized like his wife was pregnant at the time. He realized this is either going to be me or it's not going to be me. Right. Um, and you know, the story goes, he, he had to like with a, with a pretty blunt, uh, pocket knife cut off the, the top of his arm. Um, so that's, that's the power of vision, right? Um, he may have stayed out there if he didn't have that, that vision in the future. Um, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen is one of my favorite scriptures where there is no vision, the people perish. So you have to evaluate what is your vision right now? What's the purpose of you doing the junior core? Where does it fit into the grand scheme of things? Um, and for me, that wasn't, I, I wasn't planning on getting a CPA or becoming an accountant, but it still fit into that vision. And you really have to lock that down because that's what's going to carry you through the roughest times. A final question for Henry, Will, and Carson. What kinds of information do you feel were accounted for during your experience in the junior corps? So there's a lot of information that I feel like I learned throughout the junior corps. Obviously, my accounting knowledge increased immensely. You're taking accounting courses, so I'm, I'm glad I learned something there. I learned how to, to better work with a team, people that I might not always see eye to eye with, people that are different than I am. I also improved my communication skills, my time management. Those are things that are key to have a successful junior core experience. And I also felt that I was able to build a network. Um, that's something that can help me throughout my career. This, like I mentioned, this is a family in the SOA. This is a group of people that you want to be surrounded with the rest of your life because your peers, your classmates, they'll go far. They'll be in positions of power and, and you want to know those people. And lastly, and I think most importantly, I learned that I am still accounted for by a loving Heavenly Father. It's it's easy to feel alone at times and to feel lost, but understanding that you're a child of God and continuing to remember that um, will help you succeed. I know that Heavenly Father, well, I knew this, but I, I continue to relearn this, that he cares not only about your spiritual needs and your spiritual desires and your wants, but he cares about your temporal endeavors as well. And that includes your junior core experience. When I try to to wrap my head around all of the things that were accounted for in, in the junior core, um, what instantly comes to mind is that there there is no way in which I didn't grow from my junior core experience. There, there is no dimension to myself that didn't grow um, through the junior core experience. Um, I, I came closer to my savior. Um, I learned personal parameters to set for my mental health. I learned lessons on emotional maturity from working in uh, group settings. Um, I learned professional skills ranging from the most soft to the most technical. Um, I learned more accounting than, <laughs> than I ever thought was possible within a few months. And, um, and I learned how to take care of myself. And so, um, I mean, I don't think there's any way in which I didn't grow. There wasn't any information that wasn't accounted for through the junior core experience. Um, and so while, um, yeah, while that, while that may sound somewhat vague, I think what I, what I'd want to highlight here is, is the following. Um, don't wait until your second year Mac to reflect on what you learned from the junior core. Um, don't wait until you're a first year Mac or a senior in the bachelor's program to reflect on what you learned from the junior core. Um, because you will grow in so many different ways. If I were to go back and do the junior core again, I think at the end of every 
month at least, if if not every week, um, I would somewhere, whether it be in a personal journal that you already keep or in your junior core notes, wherever it is that you want to keep it, um, I would reflect on what it is that you think you learned uh, throughout the junior core experience um, outside of accounting. Um, all of your notes will reflect <laughs> what you've learned in, in accounting. Um, but don't wait until the end of the junior core or in my case, as as I did because because of this podcast, um, wait until your second year Mac to reflect on what it is that the junior core accounted for in your life. Um, take the time to reflect regularly on the fact that, okay, this week I learned more um, about specific networking skills, um, the following things about my emotional or my mental health and, you know, the following things about how to work in team settings, right? Just keeping track of the things that the junior core does account for you, because I, I can promise that at the end of the junior core experience, as you look back on that, you will be astonished <laughs> on, on what has happened just within the junior core experience. Um, I still am astonished, even though I can't remember everything, <laughs> cause I didn't keep that kind of journal. Um, but I think it will be uh, I think it would be extremely beneficial for students to feel like it's worth it along the way rather than that it was worth it after the fact. There's a principle that I learned when I was a freshman at BYU called eat the frog. Um, it, it sounds weird, but it's, it's, it's part of studying where you look at the gamut of things that you have to study maybe for the day or for the week, and you look at the one that looks just the ugliest to you. The one that you know is going to be difficult. Usually for me, it was financial homework. And and your your tendency is to want to avoid it, right? And to do the easiest thing first. But eat the frog means you eat the frog first, right? The slimy, nasty frog. Get it done with. And what happens is once you finish that, that hardest thing, the rest of it feels easier and you can flow through that. Um, that, that has worked for me when I do it. So on an emotional side... Um, there's there's a lot of emotional lessons uh, that I learned, but one of them in the group uh, pertains to like not thinking that you're the smartest. Um, so that was obvious for me because I, I legitimately was not the smartest in my group. Um, I could name drop here of just some of the smart people that were in my groups. Um, but the smartest person in your group is the four or five of you combined. Um, there, there's a scripture in DNC eleven twenty one that says, "Seek first to obtain my word, and before you declare." It is essentially the gist of the scripture, um, and that's true when it comes to a group setting or in a class setting. Seek to listen um, before you jump to conclusions, or before you think you have the right answer. Always seek to understand the situation as much as you can and listen. Um, that that I think served well. So I'm just going to be honest, if, if you consider yourself like an average student and you're working 20 hours during the junior core, you're probably not going to get all A's. But if you're like me, you're going to want to get all A's at the beginning and you're going to set that self as, your, as a goal. I would say adjust your expectations because you're going to be let down. Um, if you can spend all day on the junior core, then you may have a chance you know, to get all A's. Um, but be really realistic with yourself and forgiving of yourself when you set out your goals for the junior core, how much time you're going to spend with your loved ones or your friends, and lean on the side of under-promising, um, because then when you are able to spend time with them, they're overjoyed. Um, that, I think, is is a lesson when it comes to the workplace and you're working with your boss, etc. but um, on an emotional level, that'll save you a lot of pain. 
So I think the last lessons that I learned on in a professional aspect, um, uh, there's a t my my father was in the military for 26 years, and he always would say this statement to us. He'd say SA, and SA stands for situational awareness. It's something that they preach in the military, which is be constantly aware of everything that's going on around you. Um, always have situational awareness. In a professional sense, this applies to when we're looking for opportunities, whether it be we're exploring careers or we're, we know what career we want and we're trying to find that job. It's always been my experience that when you, when you pray and ask the Lord to provide opportunities to you, he will bring them to you. But the problem is most of the time you're just going to miss them because you're not looking for them. You're not looking right in front of you. We tend to want to go dig off into dark corners to try to find the secret job um, or a secret connection that's going to connect us to a dream job. Most of the time it's right in front of you. You just have to talk to your friend, your family member, whoever it might be. So I would just say stay close. Um, be aware of your your surroundings when it comes to, to looking for jobs. Many times I found my next internship from a best friend who connects me to someone. Um, you just have to talk to people and be open. And if there were one thing I would want people to know um, on a professional sense is, is sort of another analogy here uh, about the junior corps. You've heard it many times said in, in different ways. Drinking the Kool-Aid is, is one of those terms. And to me, it was more like a river. Um, there's a river that flows through, it flows through BYU, it flows through the business school, and it flows through the junior corps. Um, there, it's a typical path that you're tempted to follow because it's what everybody else has done. Now, I want to say there's nothing wrong with taking that path because it can lead to good outcomes. But you may find yourself in a situation like I was, where I was in the river with everybody, floating down the river happily, but not feeling like I had a home or like it clicked with me that my future was was in this river. Um, and the problem that most people have is they just stay within that sphere to look for whatever their future career may be. So in my context, the river was accounting professions. And I was looking in all of the, the realms of accounting, and I could not find something that fit well for me. Um, and it took a conversation that I had with Dean Madrian, um, which I was very grateful that she had with me, where she sat down and asked me about what my future held and pulled out of me that I had a desire to go into the military um, and that I would not forfeit a future career in business by going into the military. Accounting, military, very different uh, domains there. But essentially, I had to get out of the river. I had to step out of the river on the banks of the shore and look around outside of, of my realm, and then I found something that clicked, and it resonated with me, and I felt it. And, and I would say this is going to be true for most people that don't feel at home. Some of you that feel at home in accounting or finance professions and you feel like you have your spot, this is, this is good. But if you're not in that boat, which there are some of you in the junior court, and I would say more than um, we may imagine, don't be afraid to get out of the river and look around. Talk to different people. Um, understand all that there is because once you've crossed things off of your list, they're off the list, right? And you're going to understand much more of, of what you truly want to do with your life. Um, without that, I, uh, I would be having a very different future ahead of me. But 
my future is going to involve going into the army and not into one of the big four. So a huge thank you to Henry, Will and Carson for providing their inputs to this important question. Find a strategy that works for you and listen to yourself when you are on the brink of burnout. You know yourself best and it is healthy to listen to mental and physical cues of exhaustion. Stretching is definitely a part of growth and you do so much stretching in the junior corps. In fact, one of my favorite parts reflecting back to my junior corps experience is how much I stretched without knowing that I could. I truly believe the rigor shows you a capacity and a capability that you never knew that you had. You are truly reaching and expanding your limits. With that being said, sustainable growth and stretching happens only when you can recognize breaking points and don't push yourself into that burnout zone. I hope you were all able to pull out a few ideas out of the many that were shared that will work for you individually. Your School of Accountancy family wishes you the best as you go about this week. Be sure to tune in next time, and as you go about your junior core experience, just know that you are accounted for. That's all for now, accounted for. Accounted For is directed and hosted by Hannah Biesinger, music by Shemay and Cassie Budd, engineered and edited by Josh Bauer. This is a reminder that this podcast and what is said on it is in no way an official position or declaration of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Brigham Young University, or the School of Accountancy.